Moses says to the people this morning, Now Israel, hear the statutes and decrees which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and you may enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. I love this little verse, and I kind of break it down into two parts. One, receiving, hearing what the Lord has to say, what he's teaching you to observe that you may live. And then the second part, which follows second, that you may enter in and take possession. So the Lord, he can't help but give. He can't help but love. It is his very nature. He is love. He is charity itself, which St. Thomas, he defines as willing the good of another. That's one of my favorite and the easiest proofs that we could say of the Trinity. God the Father is love. Love but can't help go to another. Will the good for another. That another is Jesus, but Jesus doesn't receive, just like a wife doesn't receive from the husband. But she, Jesus, they, they respond. They respond with love. And that love between them is so strong that it begets, like in marriage, another person whom we call the Holy Spirit. But not only is this, this life-giving you know, love for the Trinity, but it's also for us, that we also receive the love of God, brothers and sisters, and he can't help but give his life to us. The trouble comes then uh, with us in terms of responding. We could refuse to respond, refuse to activate that love, refuse to enter in and take possession, and thereby allow that love and its reception to fall dead to become barren. That's what many theologians actually say why hell is so painful. Because God can't stop loving. He even loves the souls in hell. And that's why it's so painful that they cannot receive his love. They've chosen to cut themselves off. But now we could ask ourselves, well, how could I possibly respond? With what could I respond to his love? I mean, he's God. He's perfect. He doesn't change, he doesn't need anything uh, to make him better, so to speak. And so, in kind of big picture, there's, there's really nothing we could give. We're poor sinners. Yet those words ought to ring in our ears from the Gospels, echo in our hearts. Those words of, I thirst, which Jesus said upon the cross. And I don't think he was thirsting for water, but he was thirsting rather for us. Jesus quotes the prophet Isaiah in our gospel today, speaking with these Pharisees. He says, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. That line, their hearts are far from me. They're all obsessed with these doctrines, which are good and beautiful. St. Augustine, a saint we celebrated just yesterday, he said, doctrine exists for worship. And that without worship, without that loving relationship, doctrine is nothing. It is barren. So we may faithfully go to Mass, confession, have some semblance of a prayer life, say a few Marys throughout the week, especially when it's been perhaps a a tough day. We may be quote-unquote good and nice people, but for the Lord that isn't enough. That He wants everything. He wants our hearts, our joys, our sorrows, desires, fears, sufferings, the list goes on and on that he wants us to console him when he says those words, I thirst upon the cross. He wants us to be so much a part of him that we literally become him. 
He wants us to first receive the love, the life he has to give to us. And then like Moses, like Israel, to enter in and take possession of his heart and allow him to take possession of ours. He wants us to return love to love so that we may become love. St. Augustine, the saint we celebrated again yesterday, he wrote probably one of the first autobiographies ever written, year 397. He's a very famous early doctor, saint of our church. For the closer, I would just love to read a passage of that for us as we reflect on this receiving and responding. He writes, Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new, late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you. Now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me, and I burned for your peace.